0: Welcome to Have Hope Will Travel. I'm your host, Katie Axelson. Hey, before I can bring our guest onto the show, a couple things that I feel like we need to chat about. First of all, before you put your phone down, just go ahead and hit subscribe. We have some awesome guests coming on the show for our 2022, yeah, I said that right, 2022 season. Y'all, we have got um, men coming on the show. We haven't had a man on the show since like summer of 2020. I think we've only had one man on the show ever. We welcome men, this is a safe space for men. We've got um, females coming on the show, a whole bunch of them. One is coming to tell us about what it was like to move to the United States. Another one lives in Australia. We've got someone coming on to answer the questions that we have about race that we don't feel comfortable asking. Y'all, that's gonna be a great episode. Um, Hit subscribe. While your phone is still in your hand though, I also want you to leave a review. Because here's the thing, in order to have these awesome guests, they need to know that it's safe for them to share their story here. Because this is a little trio that we've got going on, right? There's me as their host, there's our beautiful guest, and it's y'all as the listeners. And so our guest needs to know that, yes, this audience is willing to hear their story, to understand their perspective, to learn. And seeing reviews is how they know that it is safe here. Literally, they ask me all the time, how does your audience do with LGBTQ? And I'm like, well, we've talked about it a couple times. It's actually gone really well. How does your audience do with this other trauma that I've experienced in my life? Actually, we haven't talked about that yet. We'd love to hear your story. They want to know that it's safe here. So if you leave a review and talk about the things that you've learned from other guests, leave a review, talk about how you love hearing different perspectives. You love hearing different stories. That's the whole point of Have Hope Will Travel. And so the reviews help the guests know that they can come share their story here. So it's how we get to have awesome people like the people we've got coming on the show soon including the person I'm going to introduce you to here in a second. So thank you for leaving a review, for hitting subscribe. You're not going to want to miss what's coming. Just trust me. You're going to love it. Before I can introduce you to this week's guest, though, I need to put a content warning on this episode. This week's guest is a powerhouse. Y'all, she is so much fun. She's an overcomer of human trafficking, not a survivor, an overcomer. She'll talk about that more herself here in a minute, but I want you to know that we're going to talk about human trafficking. We're going to talk about prostitution. We're going to talk about homelessness. We're going to talk about murder. We're going to talk about mental illness. We're going to talk about trauma. We're going to talk about other related things, so I just want you to be prepared for that. It's a hard episode, but it's also a really good episode. The other thing I want to tell you is that um, my internet didn't love the episode as much as I did Um So there are a couple of moments where the internet is not exactly ideal. I think that we got them produced and um, fixed to the point where everything is understandable. um, But I do just want you to be aware that there are a couple of moments where it's hard to hear Soraya. She's our guest. I try to repeat back to her what she said if the internet cut out. And of course, I'll take this moment to remind you that we have a transcript. Every single episode is transcribed. So if you're having a hard time with the internet thing, hopefully you're not because I think it's relatively minor. You can always read the transcript. All right. I think that's all I need to tell you. Let me introduce you to Soraya. Welcome to Have Hope Will Travel. I'm your host, Katie Axelson. Today, I'm here with a new friend, Soraya Hastings. Soraya and I met through a Christian podcasting group that we're both part of. I am so excited to get to hear Soraya's story because I know she has got a phenomenal story of, of life change, of redemption, of rescue. Is that an appropriate word? Of God coming through. And so Soraya, welcome to the show. Yes.
1: Thank you for having me, Katie. I gladly appreciate this.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So let's just jump right in and let's start with your story.
1: Well, my story um, is uh, my own story. Um, I am a survivor of human trafficking, so I don't want to diminish any other survivor i know many survivors and we all have different stories we all have different um outlooks of how that life was for each one of us Mm -hmm. Uh, but mine was uh in the beginning starting at the age of two so when i was a child so my my story is a little different because i grew up in it that's how Mm -hmm. i was groomed um my family um did many things to me and uh in the process uh i was uh basically trained on uh, i remember a family member said to me that the only way that i can ever have a husband Mm. was if i was in a pimp and hoe relationship Uh, so i (laughs) um i thought as a child uh, that's the, um, so I need to figure out how to get that. Cause I want mm. that. Um, and so through my life, uh, I would try my hardest. Uh, when I was 19, I ended up with one of my traffickers and I ended up pregnant by them. And when, uh, I had my child, he came around and he did the, um, what they call coercing, but the manipulation is basically what it is. Uh, But he would sit there and say, Oh, I love you. Oh, I want to be with you. Let's be a family and, you know, being 19, 20 years old Mm -hmm. and knowing that that's what I've been, you know, wanting all my life, you know, I chased after it and I actually left my older son behind Mm -hmm. to go chase after this man who said that he loved me uh, which ultimately um, I came to find out after being with him for a while I came to find out that I was one of my my child was one of 11 kids and I was one of eight baby mamas wow like Mm -hmm. and the reason and I asked him, like, are you, like, when I came to this realization, by that time I was like 22, 23, yeah. and I was like, what do you, what's going on? And he was like, oh, I just want to, um, have children all over and, you know, my seed everywhere. And I was just like, what? And he left me and, you know, mm-hmm. I, I was by myself once again, um, yeah. I roamed the streets uh, for many years, and when I say the streets, I mean different states. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, from the Midwest to the South to the East. You know, yeah. I tell people I lived from New York down to Florida, to Florida wow. to California and back. Mm-hmm. So all in between. Yeah. So it was about thirty-three states that I lived in. Wow. And in the process of my life, I played both roles. You know, um, I currently work at a hospital now. And that's just, that's, that's a testimony in itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I explained to people, you know, when they ask me or, you know, they, they have questions to figure out what, um, what to look for and things like that. And I have to tell them that because I was in the game for so long, uh, I did both roles. I was trafficked and I trafficked, I pulled women. Mm -hmm. I trafficked women. Uh, I remember many times girls would come to me after I didn't work, um, all day and stuff, making money and girl would come and, you know, my pimp would tell me, Oh, you need to talk to her and, and whatever. And so I would sit there and I would tell her like, yo, you need to go out. I remember I told one girl, um, she had her stuff in my hotel room and everything. And I put her stuff out and I said, until you come back with at least $400 in the next two hours, you can't make, you can't come stay in my hotel room. And and that's how I was, you know, it was, I I, I did both sides. So I Mm -hmm. understand the mentality of both worlds. And, you know, I was, I was pregnant the last time I have two children, my youngest, and I, I, Came to the end of myself. I was done. I, I
0: mm-hmm.
1: living that life. I got heavy into crystal meth. Um, I was doing drugs. Um, I, I was. I looked sick, dead. Mm-hmm. Um, I had no life in my eyes. I wanted, you know, um, I wanted to die. I didn't want to oh, live. Yeah. And it was to the point where I didn't even want my child. My when I was pregnant and I was trying to, basically, kill my child without. Mm-hmm without having an abortion yeah. by doing so much drugs. Mm-hmm. And, um, finally, when I moved to New England, I, uh, met a woman who I love dearly still today, still talk to her, actually just, um, uh, saw her, uh, Christmas mm-hmm. and I <coughs> went to a pregnancy resource center, which is a Christian based organization. And I told them that I wanted to abort my child. And then they, she convinced me she first you know she told me about jesus yeah. and i'll never forget when i touched her hands and i said this uh in an interview when i did the 700 club and it, and i still remember till day. i was sitting in the chair and she was sitting at her desk and she put out her hands and i grabbed her hands and when i grabbed her hands her hands were so warm mm. like almost on fire warm and it was so comforting to hold her hands that when she prayed the salvation message with me, it was like a fire that fell over my whole body. And when it fell over my whole body, I literally at that moment lost the taste of smoking cigarettes, lost Mm -hmm. the taste of doing drugs, lost the taste of wanting to basically commit suicide. Wow. um, At that very moment. And Mm -hmm. when I accepted Jesus in my heart, my whole life changed
0: yeah.
1: you know and and I went through a program I learned who Jesus was and that it's not about the religion not about going to church on a Sunday mm-hmm. everybody in their moments could go to a church on a Sunday it's about do you actually commune conversate mm-hmm. with him during the week yeah and that's what I learned you know in over the almost 10 years now, that's what I've you know, been doing and stuff. And the thing about it is when you start communicating and start talking to him more and you start searching, he starts to reveal things. And I remember when I wrote my book and, um, when I started actually, you know, I, I didn't find out that I was human trafficked until about maybe four years ago. Oh, wow. And when I, when the Lord started revealing things, he, he showed me, um, grace you know going being in human trafficking you, you don't get grace mm-hmm. you know I I wrote I watched a little bit of the priceless movie and there's another movie that's out that I um taken and taken it, it shows a woman going under the bed all these things I don't remember that I remember mm-hmm. when I used to go I got into a car because um Pimps do fly women out. Uh, I was in one state and they they said, oh, I want, you know, this guy acted nice. Once again, manipulated. Oh, I want to be with you. Um, I, I care about you. I really want to get to know you. How about you come down here and, you know, I'll pay for you. And I, he paid for my plane ticket. Flew me down, picked me up. I got in the backseat of the car. This other guy was in the car. He started saying stuff and I popped off and I said something. And next thing you know, I'm slapped across my face because... I didn't disrespect him and mm. then it got to the reality where I had to look down couldn't look at no one I uh, couldn't mm. make eye contact with men yeah. uh, even still today sometimes my eyes roam or I when I speak to a man I sometimes don't look at him in his sure. eyes I kind of divert and stuff but I try my hardest yeah. nowadays because I know that I am a born-again Christian a, a child mm. of the most high God and <laughs> yeah that you know, I don't have that condemnation on me anymore. Um, but it's a learning process. And the more you allow the Lord to work in your life and really get to know who Jesus is, the more it becomes beautiful. You know, um the the thing that really blows me away, and I was, you know, and I was thinking about it, even when we were, ha- you know, about to come on and, mm-hmm. and talk, you know, I've been praying about this. Yeah. And, you know, I always pray before I come and do an interview. And, had a situation that happened, you know, this week that I had to talk to someone and a people the nowadays in today's worlds, and this is, you know, with human trafficking and everything, many people get involved in that because of a because of a band
0: and trust
1: mm-hmm. issues. Sure. So when you so when you um when you leave, when a man leaves a a woman she goes and finds another one Mm. Uh, she becomes a running gate or Mm. um damaged uh, damaged goods and when she finds someone else to pick her up then she feels like oh he won't leave me and she does everything she can Uh, and that's that's the issue that a lot of people have um that a lot of women Get involved, especially Mm -hmm. women who are insecure on themselves. Mm -hmm. If they don't pay attention, if they are not um, watchful, you know that those type of things can happen. A man can come up, and that's when I wrote my book. I wanted to write it in a way where it was a reality, Mm -hmm. like people don't I, you know i i'm not saying that people didn't get never get snatched don't or kidnapped don't don't get that confused i'm sure. not saying that sure. but in my life in in the time that i was involved there was women that i was around never got kidnapped we chose that mm. lifestyle but the reason why we chose it is because of how the men Made it sound, mm. you know, when you have rappers talking about let's get that money and throwing out hundred dollar bills and driving nice cars and dressing nice and I want that. Well, how do I get that? And it's quick money, and and so you know, that's where a lot of people have to understand that there's issues behind it, they're and they're masking it with their pain for whatever reason, sure. and you know drugs and prostitution go hand in hand Mm. you know that that's a hand in hand situation but I you know when I sit there and I look at how the Lord has redeemed me you know uh I've been blessed to have my younger son and I you know my son um he he is my light he is my light I can't I can't I can't live a second without wondering how my life would have been Mm. if I actually had an abortion.
0: Sure. Yeah.
1: You know, um, because all honesty, my son stopped me. Mm. He put a halt. Mm -hmm. If it wasn't for my son, I would probably still be in human trafficking because I probably would have left the state and I probably would have been I would have figured out a way to make money again. And I would have got back into that lifestyle. Mm -hmm. But because at the time I was homeless, no Mm -hmm. knew nobody and was living in New England. And I was done. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to do drugs, but, but I was pregnant with this child. So there was so much in my mind at the end of the day, if it wasn't for my son, I wouldn't, I, you know, I wouldn't be here. but the Lord Jesus Christ put it in. So, you know, and I, I tell women, I understand when women wanted to, you know, go through abortion and things like that. And they say, it's my body and things, but sometimes, and like I told somebody today, you got to look at the glass half full. There's a Mm -hmm. reason why. There's a reason why sometimes it's a protection. And for me, that was my protection. Having my son has slowed me completely down. Mm. You know, I'm, I'm busy with my son,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
1: trying to keep up with my son cause he's a spitfire, you know, <laughs> but I get to, <laughs> I get to listen to him the other day. He, he rambled off. I think it was like 10 verses, like half of a chapter wow. of uh, Psalms 40, 34, okay, like wow. uh, w- from his memory, just you know, and then to sit there and today I said, you know, I said, you, I said, you believe Jesus is real. He goes, yeah, I do. He's real mom. Mm, He's real in my life, you know? And that's just that right there is just so amazing. Like to Mm -hmm. sit there and be like, that's the reward. That's the redemption is to see what the Lord does in and through you. You know, Mm -hmm. I have the privilege to, um, work with women who come off the streets and Mm -hmm. you know go through the transformation with them and walk Mm -hmm. with them and deal with their pain and their tears and their frustrations Mm -hmm. and you know it's so beautiful to see women transform and take a hold of jesus and and not let him go especially in this time that we live in Mm -hmm. it's so um it's so beautiful on who he is and what he does.
0: Yeah. So let's go to that point where you have decided that this isn't the life that you want anymore and you want a better life. What did that transformation look like? Had you already met Jesus when you wanted out? Did you meet him in the process or afterwards? How did that go?
1: No. Um, I, when I accepted the salvation message, when I accepted Jesus and I did salvation with, um, her name's Phyllis Phelps. I, um, then looked at her, never forget it. Cause remember I've been on the streets all my life. So I just yeah. looked at her. And I said, so now what? Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> now what mm-hmm.
1: I told her, I said, I'm homeless and pregnant. You just don't, you know, you, you said this man named Jesus can help me. So right. what's up? Yeah. And she said, okay, well, let's call. And so we called around and I, there was a program and I went to interview to see if I could get into this program. And when uh, I got out of the interview, I looked at her and I said, they don't, they, they're not going to take me. Mm. My, my situation is too severe. The lifestyle I lived is going to put too many people in harm because a lot of people don't realize that women live in fear. So even (laughs) though I left, I was in fear that Mm. people were going to come find me. Sure. and come either kill me or take me back or whatever and that's what a lot of women deal with when they get yeah. there because the man has said to them I'm gonna kill you if you leave or I'm gonna kill your family I've had wow. many times uh in my lifetime friends of mine calling me talk about this man's gonna kill me I've had people threaten my own family my parents mm-hmm. I'm gonna kill you if you don't bring her back to me yeah. all this stuff and so when <clears throat> when she said, when I said that to her, she said, Oh, no, no, let's, let's, let's pray. Let's pray and yeah. let's see. So then they said, okay, well, there's an entrance fee to get in. And I remember it was like $500. And I looked at her, I said, I have no money. Mm. Um, I had, I at the time had just made a prayer. And I just said, if there's a God up there that could get me out of this, yeah. you know, I will never do another illegal activity. Wow. And when we prayed, next thing I know, somebody, um, paid the entrance fee. Wow. And then I went through the program. And then I remember when I graduated the program, I went to a Bible college. Mm -hmm. And when I went to North Point Bible College in Haverhill, Massachusetts, I, um, I never forget the director of the program told me, don't take out any loans.
0: Don't take out any loans. Okay.
1: And I remember don't take out any loans. Okay. And I said, okay. And I, and everything in me, everything in me, when I saw the $17,000 for a student loan, mm-hmm. wanted to do it. Cause I hadn't seen that kind of money in, in a few years, you know, cause yeah. I was in the program for like two, three years. Yeah. And I said, Nope, I'm going to, I'm going to listen to what the director said. And I did not And, mm-hmm. uh, last year I graduated with my associate's degree and I graduated with a zero debt. I never Congratulations! that's huge lord, thank you yeah and the lord never uh the lord made a way to where i literally out of the three years that i went to bible college i think i paid a total of like maybe eleven hundred dollars i remember my wow. first semester yeah <laughs> my first semester um they had the textbooks in the library and mm-hmm. technically you're not supposed to leave, leave off campus with the textbooks, like it has to be in the library and stuff. But they actually let me check it out and leave off campus with it because I was an online student. And I would do my work that way. So there was a lot of uh, uh, work, the Lord truly moved and, uh, and showed me favor on that. Yeah!
0: Wow, that's awesome coming out physically but then there's also the like the emotional and the mental and the spiritual aspects of that. What has that overcoming process looked like for you as much as you're willing to share, of
1: course? Um I'm still going through it. I'm still going through the the reforming uh of emotions. Mm. You know, um it's been 7 years or 7 okay. 7 plus years. Okay. You know, almost I think, you know, that's why I say it's almost 10 because it's somewhere between seven and 10 years sure. that um, I've, I have not been in a relationship. Okay. Um, I've, uh, just because uh, for a while I, I didn't trust men. Mm-hmm. So I've had to learn how to, um, how to, I've had to learn how to trust. Uh, and I And I get that because when people who come out of the lifestyle we live we need a strong support system.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: so like, for me, I have my pastor, my pastor's wife, mine is very spiritual. Mine is very mm-hmm. heavy into, you know, going through Bible college They're, all the professors are all pastors. Um, mm-hmm. And a lot of the pastors actually helped me through a lot of the turmoil and understanding and um, just breaking down my mental thinking and mm-hmm. um, of who I am, you know, because Mm -hmm. I was so belittled, um, in my life that I needed to be lifted up and then uh, to go through, um, each, each time, you know, uh, this year was the Lord, you know, working on me with mercy. What does Mm -hmm. mercy look like? You know, what does mercy look like last year, uh, last year, in 2020, it was uh, grace. What does grace look mm. like? Like, what does it truly look like? Yeah. You know, I gave you grace. I showed grace and mercy when I took your sins on the cross mm-hmm. is what Jesus is, tells us every day. Yeah. You know? And so that's where people have to stay, you know, it, when it comes to mental and emotional, mm-hmm. I have my ups and downs Sure, just like anybody else. Um, but it's, it's far few in between now. In -hmm. the beginning, it was all over the place. It was sporadic. Now it's far few in between. Um, Every once in a while, I'll get down, you know, especially holiday season and stuff. Um, Everybody have their couples. Like this year alone, I went to three weddings. I cater a wedding and I'm Mm -hmm. like, really? Mm -hmm. You know, and then, Then Satan to come in. Well, see, you can't get him in that. I have to Mm. combat that. And I have to battle that. And there's a lot of spiritual battles. And a lot of people don't want to acknowledge that we literally have an enemy named Satan that we Mm -hmm. fight every day that, you know, we have to come against. And so that's something that that I've had to deal with. Over the time, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm like I said, I'm still I'm working and and still working, uh, still focusing on the Lord. But I love what Paul says when he says to press to the goal, Mm. to press on to the goal.
0: Yeah.
1: Keep going. You know, Mm -hmm. don't give up. You know, if you fall, get yourself back up and keep going. You know, the scripture says that there's new mercies every morning. Yeah that he forgives us as far as east to the west, mm. that whatever has happened in our life, he will, he will, um, he does not remember no more, mm. that he is, um, that he's a God of promises, and he will no matter, you know, it's funny, no matter what the Israelites did in the wilderness, even though it was 40 years, he yeah. still fulfilled the promise of having them go to the promised land regardless how you how what happens he still makes a way Mm -hmm. and and you know for us and that that's what keeps me going and that's what I try to tell people you know I had to tell somebody yesterday matter of fact you know, something happened to them. And I said to them, I said, he will never leave, you nor forsake you Mm -hmm. for he is not a man to lie. What he Mm -hmm. says that comes forth from his mouth will not come back void. What he has promised, it will be, uh, it will come to pass that we, that we trust in him and that we not lean on our own understanding, but we, but that we acknowledge him Mm
0: -hmm. uh, and
1: that we lean on him, you know, and we focus on him. And now, yeah. you know, those are the things that keep me going, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes I have to tell other people to remind myself that, Yeah, you know, for sure. some people look at me crazy. I'm not telling you, I'm really telling myself, but I just don't want to look crazy about talking <laughs> about, my, you know, talking to myself. No, so, I get
0: that. I get all of that. That's
1: just, yeah, that's just, yeah. you know, but that's what it is, you know, and I, I feel that a lot of people forget that he's with us. Mm, he yeah. is with us.
0: Yeah, no, that's good. That's so good. What do you wish everyone knew about human trafficking in the United States? Because I just want to point out that this conversation we've been having, you've been in the United States, like this is right
1: here in yes. our own backyard. Yes. Um, that it actually goes down. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, um, that movie, Pretty Woman, that everybody loves.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That is, real. you know what's funny? i told somebody, if you watch that movie, which was a big time. I think it won a, a Grammy or Oscar or something. Uh, but Julie Roberts, you know, she became big behind that movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you paid attention to her friend, where she was, you know, drinking, didn't have the money, was getting beat up. That's what really happens, mm-hmm. you know. And mm-hmm. that I've actually, I've actually walked sunset boulevard i've been on wow. sunset boulevard yeah um and the half you know fully almost naked women and stuff and the things that they that goes on and the police don't do anything mm. um it's it's real uh and it's very easy to fall into it mm. if you don't have your guards up sure you know for a child for children you know because a lot of people for women, we are not so much um, paid attention to. We're not so much focused on. for some reason, after the age of 16, um, people don't really pay attention to it. Like last year, there was a whole big old thing, people writing about uh, children, you know, child trafficking and stuff. But there's women trafficking too, there's adult trafficking, but everybody was focused on the children. So what I try to tell people and educate people, if you are focused on just the children, then parents need to get a passport they need to get a passport for their children. Every parent should get a passport. I have a passport for my son. Mm -hmm. Every parent should get a passport for their children. And the reason why I say that is because once you have actually got the passport, it is very hard for a trafficker to get a passport for them.
0: Oh, interesting. Okay. It
1: would, it would red flag. Mm-hmm. And then I would put the alerts and then that, that's how that would, they would stop that. Okay. So there, that's, um, uh, just a barrier that yeah. people sometimes don't know about, okay. um, just to keep your children safe because, yeah. um, black, the black market, um, is real hot about kids. And so trafficking mm-hmm. them, you know, from the United States to a different country or, sure. or vice versa and stuff you get, if you coming from United States and being trafficked, I remember, um, a guy at the time I didn't have my passport, but I remember um, one of my pimps that I had dealt with, he wanted to actually make it away to where I had, I was going to go to England hmm. because England was making so much money at that time. Mm-hmm. And thankfully, because I didn't have my passport, he couldn't take me. So he took somebody else and I, I have never seen, I never saw her after that. Wow. Um, so there, um, but if you have a passport for your child, then it's very hard, you know, Uh also, you know, just the parents need to make sure that they don't belittle their children. Mm. And, you know, for me, my family used to always call me fat,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: uh, you know, you're a piece of lard, um, cow, whatever. They used to make fun of me on my way all the time. And because of that, I was insecure. So when a man says something opposite of that Mm. I gravitated to that because why Mm. it was a compliment. oh you make me feel good sure whereas if my parents are paying attention to me and saying Mm. those things and loving me then Mm -hmm. I you know if somebody comes up and says something I can say to them oh I know that my parents say that you know and you know you you don't have you don't it's very hard it's harder to get them to uh trap that person per se then it is for a person who doesn't speak like that remember <laughs> sure. that sure. it is a cat and mouse game but it's mm-hmm. also a um it's a lion or a tiger that is mm-hmm. preying on the weak mm-hmm. so if you have a gazelle that is wounded mm-hmm. right then it's very easy to pounce on them mm-hmm. so if you talk bad about your child or say, oh, you're stupid or, oh, you know, you, um, oh, you, why can't you do this or what, or whatever, then you are putting them down. You Mm -hmm. know, there's, my child cannot say those words. He can't say, oh, this, he can't even say another child's stupid. I I I don't even allow him to say that, you know, or talk bad about another child because children, they pick on each other. Right. You know, and so, but what I tell my son, like I told my son, uh, this morning, I think it was this morning. I said to my son, you know, that you're the child of the most high God. You have a high calling in your life. Yeah. The Lord is going to use you mm-hmm. in a mighty way. Yes. Yeah. You are the odd piece. And I know mm-hmm. you want to fit in with all your friends, but God has something greater in you. Yes, you may be by yourself, but the Lord is going to move on your life and you might be a Billy Graham or you might, you know, you are called to be a, maybe called to be a pastor or whatever, but the Lord is going to use you in a mighty way. Your calling is higher than the next person. And, and those are the type of words that I say to my son, because I want him to know you are that important. And I don't, I think in this world that we live in parents because of the busyness of life they don't express how important their children are Mm. so they go off and they find other things so that's why you have child trafficking Mm. you know adult trafficking is just the is just the fact that all of the abuse that somebody has been been through whether it's Mm. um whether it's been abandonment whether it's been uh being molested raped Mm. um whether it's been lied to, manipulated, cheated mm-hmm. on, uh, you name it. There's so many things that can get, you know, somebody, even, even a person who, and this is what, what, what cracks me up is a lot of people don't understand. I, I've met people who have been in college, have college degrees, were nurses, mm-hmm. but because they injured their back or whatever they got hooked on to oxycodone and and started doing heroin and because of the heroin they ran out of money so the only Mm. thing that they could do to support their high was go and and, uh, sell their body wow you know that's though that's what people don't understand like because of of an injury and now they can't they some people they get frustrated you know, because of the fact that they've injured their body and mm-hmm. now they feel like they can't use their body. They're not good enough to be what they used to be. And and, I, and that's why I try to continue to let people know, look at it as the glass half full. Mm-hmm. Okay. That happened to you, but turn it into a testimony. Let God use you. I mm-hmm. met a woman who she, is paralyzed. She's in a wheelchair, but that woman travels around the world and speaks about her, what happened to her. She was just fine and nanny, but she's paralyzed, has her son. And now she goes and shares her testimony, like how God used her, like change Mm -hmm. it to where you, you have to overcome things. And that's why I tell people I'm not a survivor. I'm an overcomer Mm. because I survived that life. Yeah. Yeah. I Survived living that life.
0: That's so but good. But now
1: I've overcome.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So calling out the beauty, calling out the overcoming mindset and encouraging that, how else can we be supportive?
1: Walking with them. Mm. Walking with them. Um, I got a phone call from somebody and they're going through something real bad. And I said to them, I said, I will be with you. I'm willing to walk this with you. Yeah. Um, I've I've been I've I've been you know I've had people come and ask me Can you please go talk to this person? Uh, And I remember one person she was a sex sex, uh, sexually assaulted, and I looked at her and I said I'll walk with you, however much you want me to walk with you. Mm -hmm. When you don't want me to walk with you anymore, you let me know.
0: Yeah.
1: But I'm here for you. Yeah. And I and that's that's the one thing that people need to understand. A real Christian is one who will accept you whether you're an asset or a liability.
0: That's a hard word, but that's a good word.
1: At the end of the day, a person who is not saved is a liability because they don't know Jesus. But when you walk with them and you do life with them, and Phyllis Phelps, she did life with me. She yeah. still does. I just saw her, like I said, on Christmas. Yeah. She walks with me. And I've been through some, this year, this year alone, I'm I this year alone, I was supposed, the Satan wants to take me out twice because mm. I had two car accidents, two wow. life death car accidents. Oh my gosh. Um, the first one was a <laughs> uh, truck hitting me at almost low, over 40 miles an hour Holy cow! and just slammed straight into me. Wow. And it was a five car accident. Wow. And the cop said, because of my, if I did not have that seatbelt, I would have been dead. Mm. The same with the, uh, I had another car accident and I hit the railing. And if I didn't have my car, my seatbelt on, I would have been ejected out of the uh, window. Mm. And, and so they said, somebody's watching you from upstairs. Yes. I know Jesus is watching yeah. me, yeah. but in wow. that I'm a single mom, mm-hmm. I, you know, I work and stuff that right there my boss, she, I loved her dearly. Phyllis just stopped. I called her. I said, I I need help. I just got in a car and said, she came. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Whether you're an asset or liability. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Mm. You know, the scripture says that they will know us by our love. Mm. That's what real love is. Yeah. That's what real love is. And when you show that to people, when you show that to a woman and trust me women you might want to get them out and everything but it takes a woman about eight to ten eight to ten times wow before they actually officially get out
0: okay why is that is
1: you know you because of the fact that there's so much going on you know mm-hmm. like a, a woman that i met that i was trying to get her off the streets and stuff she said to me she said i can't leave my son i can't leave Oh, uh, what happens she's gonna kill me like there's all mm-hmm. these things that are going sure. on yeah. That they want to leave,
0: mm-hmm. but
1: they're so scared. Mm. So you got to walk with them. You can't get frustrated because they didn't come with you the first time. It sure. might take eight or 10 times. Sure. It might take two, three years. It mm-hmm. took me almost 20 years for me to finally get out of it. Yeah. Wow. I re- you know, I remember a woman who she was in her early fifties mm-hmm. that was still prostituting. Wow! It takes a long time before somebody actually wants to get out and want the help. Mm-hmm. And then when mm. you get all that, then they see that you're real. Mm. The one—that's the one thing. Women on the streets, people who are, in, who are in human trafficking, can tell if a person is playing them or if they are serious about being helping them. They mm-hmm. can tell. Sure. They can sure. tell. And that's why I say that at the end of the day, you got to be, uh, you got to be with them, whether they are asset or a liability.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's good. What are some signs that we can watch for as we're looking at the people in our community and trying to figure out if, how someone needs to be supported
1: properly? Um, so I uh, went on vacation, uh, I think this year, flew down. hmm to see some friends and I was coming back and it was like 4 30 in the morning mm-hmm. my son and I are sitting in the in the seats waiting to go in to be checked in and stuff and go to our destination desti, desti, designated area yeah uh for the airplane and I remember my son was sitting, was playing and stuff and I saw this black bo- this black boy I'm gonna call him black boy because <laughs> That's what he looked like. He looked like he was probably in his early, early 20s, maybe 25 the most. Mm -hmm. And there was a girl that was laying down on the chairs, laying on him. So I'm watching, I'm not giving him any eye contact, but I'm watching him. Mm -hmm. And so she's shifting and I'm seeing the kind of clothes she's wearing. Now, mind you, this is like April. Yeah. So we're looking at, you know, not the best weather on the East coast, you know, Mm -hmm. in April, we, we still trying to deal with snow, mud, all this stuff, coldness, you know? So I'm kind of looking at her. So I go to where we're designated, where we're supposed to sit at. And I look at my son, I said, I said, Jonah, and at the time I couldn't, I'm not going to rescue a girl with my child with me because I'm not going to put my child in danger. Now, if I was by myself, that would have been a whole different story. Mm. So we're sitting, we're sitting there and across the way you, I see the boy and the boy's yelling at the girl.
0: Mm.
1: Now, mind you, we're in an airport and people are just walking by. Wow. And I'm seeing this dude yell at him. She's yelling back at him and people just walking by. Mm. And here he comes. Now I'm watching. I tell my son, I said, you need to pray for her. He goes, why? I said, because she needs to be saved. I said, she's She's in a bad situation right now. You need to pray that God protects her. Mm -hmm. And he goes, okay, mom. And I'm watching this boy while he goes, I'm done. I'm done. Now, mind you, once again, people got earbuds in, people looking at their phone, people walking, rolling their stuff, everything. This girl screaming after him, screaming, I love you, I love you. Don't leave me. I love you, I love you. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Nobody ain't paying attention.
0: Mm.
1: I see it. But once again, my child comes before a woman. Sure. So I can't, I can't do anything. I said, Lord, I said, please don't have her on our flight. Please don't have her on our plane. So all of a sudden she's walking. I don't know anybody else, but when you go on an airplane, you usually have a luggage, Mm -hmm. a little carry on luggage, maybe a backpack. She literally only had a plastic bag Mm -hmm. and a skirt yeah so then she gets on the same plane as me we fly to our next destination she gets off she her and i i'm behind them and i'm watching and i literally watched a transaction happen where the guy that she was with Mm -hmm. actually literally handed her off to another man and that was it now she's in a whole different state Mm. and mind you was right in front of everyone Mm. People just walking by. Mm -hmm. So what do you do to paint? What signs do you paint? Take your earbuds out. Mm. That's the one thing about women who are in human trafficking. We're very cognizant of all of our surroundings because many of us have been beaten and things like that. So we have to be aware of who's around us, what's going on so that we don't get uh, in trouble. Mm-hmm. So we pay attention to all our surroundings. Sure. So what do you do? You pay attention when things don't, when something not ordinary, her carrying a plastic bag, that right mm-hmm. there, let me know yep. something wasn't up yep. the way she, where we were headed to, we left, we left, um, I was down by, um, Georgia. So it was warm down mm-hmm. there, but we headed up by, um, by New York, mm-hmm. So it's cold. Yeah. So you have a skirt on that doesn't even come halfway down your, your thigh and you have a tank top on with a bag. Mm -hmm. You about to go into another state that has snow, maybe 40 degree weather. Yeah. Those are signs. Mm -hmm. Those are signs. When you're hearing a girl talk about to them, I love you. I love you. Don't leave me. Mm -hmm. That's another sign. Because the men have literally made the women um, so dependent on them that they mm-hmm. feel that they are, they are not capable of doing things on their own. Mm-hmm. There was many times I was not allowed, I had made so much money, but I wasn't allowed to get a car because I can't, I, that means I'm independent. Mm. and my pimps didn't want me to be independent i had to be dependent on them i depend okay. on it and i had i got them i would get them a place they had a place an apartment or whatever but i had to live in a hotel room mm. those are the things that people have to understand you know um the the same like i tell everybody uh peop, women who are in domestic violence is is the same the same signs you would look for domestic violence is the same signs you would okay. look for human trafficking Okay. The only difference is we're getting paid. They're not sure. Um, and what's really sad is that people put a lot of emphasis on domestic violence victims. Mm-hmm. However, they want to be blinded and pretend like mm. human trafficking isn't going on wow. in the United States, wow. that people who are born and raised out here is not happening. Mm. Last year in 2020 was the worst year for a woman to be human trafficked. Yeah, because oh. of the fact of the shutdown of the country, because mm-hmm. that meant their money was shut down, which meant that they were in danger of being murdered, mm. which a lot of people don't understand that there's quotas that need to be met. Mm-hmm. For me to leave one pimp, I was supposed to make 30, 32 dollars or $3,700 in 24 hours. If I didn't make oh. that money, then it started from zero. Even if I gave him $3,699 and I was a dollar short, I would have to start all over again. Wow. From zero, wow! You well, have to understand. There's so many rules and regulations mm-hmm. in that lifestyle in the game that—that's yeah. why I call it the game because mm-hmm. it's literally a game. There's so many rules that people. That, there's so much stuff, so much that you that you can't even you can't even formulate it. Mm-hmm. You just have to be in it to understand, and it it becomes a psychological game.
0: Yeah,
1: you wow. know, that it was to the point where. I literally thought that I was going crazy because mm. my pimp would tell me something. And then he'd be like, no, you're lying. So I would literally have people around me to listen in on the conversations with my pimp mm. so that I wasn't going crazy. I'd be like, you heard that, right? You you heard that. Yeah. And that's the beauty of being with Jesus. I don't feel crazy. Yeah. I have, I have, my mind is sane,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
1: and that's where people have to understand, like, and that's the psychological beat up is, is a big thing.
0: Yeah, for sure. So let's say we have noticed some of the signs that you're talking about. What do we do now?
1: So if you have, uh, there is this wonderful thing called two one one, and there's also the survivor victim hotline <laughs> that they have as well. Okay. But for me, when I was when I would try when I would leave my pimps and stuff, I called two one one. Okay. And two one one, they um connected to me and they got me out. There was a few times that they actually got came and got me out and found me a sh- a shelter, a safe, um, a safe place, a safe house and stuff until I could be relocated or whatever. Okay. But uh two one, um, I also tell people I'm on Facebook, Instagram, mm-hmm. t- what is it, uh, TikTok. If they if they are they think that they see it or they don't know what to do reach out to me mm-hmm. call me um i will walk you through it i also tell people go to your local churches because they also know okay. um, organizations that are in you know every state is very different but mm-hmm. a lot of the churches know all the nonprofit organizations that are around um that because a lot of them may be connected with the churches sure. so you might want to talk to them figure out who mm-hmm. does on um, human trafficking you know goes and helps them i know like yeah out here in the boston area we have a uh organization that's called route one Should they go in and go into the strip clubs and uh get the girls out that are being human trafficked in strip clubs mm. uh we have um house of hope new hampshire we have uh the grace um hope bags where they go out on the streets they give them little bags and they tell them there's a the there's all different types um thistle farms is another place there's all kinds of programs and places where they actually have or uh people like myself that are trained mm-hmm. to yep. actually go and get them or help them or whatever yeah. um, it's a very short window of time
0: That's Okay, good to know um you mentioned a lot of great resources in there, and we've learned a lot from you so far today, at least I have. If we want to continue to learn more, what other resources do you know?
1: What other resources do I know?
0: Yeah, like a, oh. like books or things like that, podcasts maybe, for people who want to learn more, including your own book.
1: Well, um, my book is No More Games, but also a book called A uh, Road to Redemption, Okay. That book is what, um, and that's Rebecca Bender. Okay. Uh, she is, um, that book identifies if you are a victim. Mm. So if say, uh, for me, when they ask questions, you know, were you branded? I was branded, you know, I had tattoos. Uh, some women get barcodes. Some get what they call the tramp stamp, which is on the back, uh, right above their Um, they're behind on their lower Mm -hmm, back. mm -hmm. That's, um, that's a trademark and stuff. Uh, So there's a lot of things. And so, um, but yeah, Rebecca Bender's um, road to redemption. That is like the first step acknowledging that.
0: Those are great resources. And then where can we connect with you and find your book?
1: Well, you can find my book on Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, Walmart, Okay. uh, it will, it's called no more games. Okay. Um, and, uh, you can uh, reach to me if you ever need prayer. I've had mothers call me for their daughters. Yeah. Um, or if I've had people call me to go and find their children, um, mm-hmm. that have been, that have relocated out here because they do cross state lines and, sure. um, you know, one, One woman was down in Florida (laughs) that I spoke to and her daughter was in Connecticut.
0: Mm.
1: And so I had to go and, you know, and so it doesn't matter where you're at. um, If you need help or you're concerned about your own family members, Mm. friends, whatever, please reach out to me. Or if you even have a concern or even want to know like different things for your children and stuff, I can, you know, I'll talk deeper about that and, and what to do. But yeah, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Link to all of that in the show notes
0: as well. So you can find Soraya in the links below. So would you be willing to pray for us now?
1: Sure. Sure. Hallelujah, Lord. I just thank you for today, oh God. I thank you for just allowing us to let your name be known, Jesus, that you are a light in the dark place, that you are the Alpha and the Omega, you are greater, that you are um, our redeemer, our kinsman, our father, our Abba Daddy. Lord, we just ask right now that if there's anybody, any woman that may be listening, oh God, that might be struggling with whatever it may be, Lord, I ask that you would touch her, oh God. Lord. I ask that you would move mountains. I lord that you would um shift the atmosphere right now oh god that she would know that she is not alone that you will never leave her nor forsake her oh god but lord that you have a plan and a purpose for her life right now lord if there's any parents that are struggling with their children or their concern. Lord, I ask that you would give them peace that surpasses all understanding. Lord, in the time of this chaos of this world, Lord, you are the prince of peace. No matter what goes on, you are Jehovah Shalom. You are our peace. So, Lord, I ask that you would just cover every person right now under the sound of my voice that they would have peace today in the name of Jesus, yeah. that they would rest in you knowing that you have everything under control. That nothing that is going on you did not know already lord i thank you for katie lord i ask that you will bless her oh god as you continue to use her in a mighty way i pray that you would open doors that no man could close and open and close doors that no man can open Mm -hmm. lord i ask that you just um move by your power right now in her life and her family lord i ask that you will meet the desire of her heart. Lord, I ask that you would touch her from the top of her head to the sole of her feet. Lord, I pray that you would be Jehovah Jireh, her provider, and everything that she needs, not just finances, but Lord, emotions and physical and spiritual and in mental. Lord, I ask that you would just touch her, oh God, that your face, will, and her, your, your face will shine upon her and that her countenance would glean and show that you are living in her and through her. Lord, we just praise you, Jesus in Jesus name. Amen. And amen.
0: Amen. That is beautiful. I love the authority that you prayed with and the authority that you share your story with. And when we first got on, you, it sort of asked permission to talk about Jesus, but also sort of said, I'm going to talk about Jesus. Is that cool? And I love that. Um, I love the passion (laughs) that you have and the fire that is in you. Um, and you mentioned yes. that you work at a hospital, and so I do want to take a moment and say thank you. Thank you for the work that you're doing as we're in year two of this pandemic because I know it's not easy, and I'm sure it's getting harder. Um, and so thank yes. you. it it means a lot you're to welcome. us. We appreciate
1: it. You're welcome. You know, the one thing that people need to understand is, um when you have been in a lifestyle, you know, I think it's Psalms verse forty where he talks about, that he snatched us from death's door mm. and placed us, he pulled us out of the muck of mire. Mm-hmm. He pulled us out of that pit, out of that filth, and mm-hmm. placed us on a rock of salvation. Mm-hmm. And when you sit there and you think on how a man, Almighty God, would be willing, and every time you know, I I think about this, at every time that he would come down and that he would die for me when everybody else denied me. My mm. family, even till today, my family wants nothing to do with me. My oh, oldest son wants nothing to do wow. with me. No one wants nothing to do with me for my family oh, and stuff. Wow. But yet, Jesus, but yeah. yet, Jesus, and you know, the one thing that. I remember a staff member said to me, as hard as I went for the world, I will go hard for Jesus. Mm. And that's, and that, that is so true. The uh, the authority I have is because of Jesus. He gives me that authority Mm -hmm. because I accepted him in my heart. And when you have, and when you have the acknowledgement of knowing that you have the authority by Jesus Christ Mm -hmm. to command the demons to be silent. Mm, to stand and be in a middle of a storm and say, be still. Yeah. And know that I am God Mm -hmm. because Jesus Christ said that when he was with the disciples Mm -hmm. to the winds and the waves to be still and silent. Yeah. Like to know that that's where passion comes in. Yeah. And it's funny. If you're passionate about something, you're not quiet about it. No, that is so true. So at the end of the day, like I tell people, the, if, if anything, I have no problems dying for, for Jesus, for yeah. that man died for me. Wow. That man died for me. I have no problem dying for that man because the scripture says that acknowledges me before man. I will acknowledge him before God. Hmm. So who am I not to acknowledge Jesus Christ? Yeah. At the end of the day, this world don't mean nothing to me because the man named Jesus is the one that could take my soul. Hmm this world can't take my soul. Jesus Christ can. So at the end of the day, I'm going to have to stand before God. And the one words that fear me out of ain't and I've been, I didn't have guns to my head. I didn't have knives pulled out on me. I didn't have, I didn't been beat up. You name it. My, I should not be seeing almost 40, wow. but yet the one words that scare me the most, Is if Jesus ever said, Give from me, I do not know you. Mm. And that's Mm -hmm. why I usually tell people there's a difference between real Christians and fake Christians. Ones who say they Christians, but don't display that they Christians. Mm -hmm. And ones that say that they Christians and actually display it. Mm. Your fruit, your actions display who you really are. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, the passion. The passion, Jeremiah said that he could not contain it in his bones. Mm-hmm. The fire that was in his bones, he couldn't contain it. He mm-hmm. had to spread it. He had to speak about it. So at the end of the day, I tell people all the time, Satan right now got everybody up where he up in everybody's faces. He's doing it all. And ain't nobody saying nothing. We, we have to sigh and sit back and be quiet on it. No. If the world is bold about their pagan mm. gods and the things they do in this world, why are we not <laughs> bold about who Jesus Christ is? Amen. Amen.
0: Mm, okay, don't that's get a good me word. going. I'm going to stop That's a good word. So I've got one final question for you. This one's kind of a yes, fun one. Ma'am. I know we've had a we've had a very heavy conversation, so you can take this one as wherever you want. If you could be any <laughs> inanimate object, what would you
1: be and why? A vase.
0: Ooh, a vase.
1: Why? You got to plant things in a vase. Mm-hmm. You can have flowers in a vase. You could have a plant in a vase. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, you can, and then the vase could be a see-through vase. So Jesus sees me
0: mm.
1: and all of me, we filled up with water. There are so many things that you could do with a vase
0: yeah.
1: that spiritually the Lord can use. Mm. You know, that's so funny that you said that because when I was in the program, I remember we had asked, we had that question before, yeah, really? um, and we had to, we were going off of Jeremiah chapter 18, where he talks about, I'm the potter and you're mm-hmm. the clay.
0: Yeah.
1: And he says that you were marred. We were mm. once marred. We were months scarred. We were months beat up, whatever. And he sat there and if anybody has ever actually watched a person put, make something from, from a lump of clay and watch them, how they form them and gently (laughs) do things. And then they scar and they move it and they mold it. And then they, they reform it. So he takes us when we're all beat up, when Mm -hmm. no one wants us. And he puts that on, on a slab of the wheel and he, he mumbles it all up. And then he starts to remold us and mm. create us into the image of what he has called us to be. Yes. And he goes, you could have been a, a plate that turned into a pan.
0: Mm.
1: And for me, I know I'm a, I'm a vase. Yeah. I'm a vase. You can see me plant, you can plant things, you you know, it, it's just ashes to beauty.
0: Mm. That's beautiful. Soraya, thank you so much for being vulnerable, for You're sharing welcome. your story, for educating us. I know I learned things and yes. I know that there's a lot more I need to learn. When I was asking about resources, I was asking totally for myself because I need to, I, yeah. I learned best by reading books. So I need to read some books, um, but yes. learn a lot more in other ways too. So thank you so much. I am so just... I don't even know the word that I, that I want just amazed maybe is a good word at the work that the Lord is doing in and through you. And you are such a powerhouse for his kingdom. And I love that you're using your story to um, proclaim his goodness and his love, um, instead of hiding behind it or, um, being ashamed of it or any of the other negative options that, that you, that the enemy could convince you were the right option, um, that you are shining brightly for the lord and thank you so much for being willing to share with us as well
1: yes thank you for having me thank you so much
0: wow i learned so much from soraya and she helped me realize how little i actually know so my next steps are to read the books that she recommended and to look up what are the resources here in the minneapolis saint paul area I want to have already done the research before I need to utilize that research. My friend, thank you so much for listening. It means a lot. I am so glad that you are here. Like I mentioned earlier, be sure to hit subscribe. Leave a review. Tell people how much you enjoy hearing their stories. Make sure that they know that it's safe for them to come share their story here as well. We'll see you again in two weeks. Be blessed.